Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You may or may not be a good sports grid listener. Test yourself. If you've ever looked through a bag of grass clippings looking for a four-leaf clover, you may not be a good sports grid listener. Sports gaming strategies and info. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Sports Grid Radio Network. Pro football, full circle. We signed with the Panthers on Thursday. Just three days ago. McCaffrey split out wide to the right. Newton takes the snap, and he is in for a Panthers touchdown. Yes, he is. Wow. Week number 10 is in the books. Welcome to Pro Football Full Circle right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Sirius Channel 159, Joe Lisi and George Kurtz recapping a great weekend of NFL action. A lot of news and notes to get to. We'll get to the injury news. Chase Young fears uh, a torn ACL injury. He might be lost for the season. We'll get that update as the show Progresses Washington, a nine-and-a-half point dog, does get the outright victory over Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks, 29-19. to Green Bay did defeat the Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson as a three-and-a-half point favorite, 17 to nothing. but in the loss, running back Aaron Jones did sprain his MCL. We'll see how long he's gone, but George... The news of the day, Cam Newton comes back and leads the victory for Carolina. Ten and a half point underdog at the start of the week. Went down to seven right before game time. He becomes the first player in 30 years. First rushing attempt, touchdown. First passing attempt, touchdown. A dominant effort. And it looks like Cam Newton's back in Carolina, baby. Yeah, we knew he was going to start uh, eventually, right? And uh, they weren't going to go with P.J. Walker the rest of the year. That wasn't going to happen. Uh, that being said, let, let's not get overjoyed here about Cam. All right, yes, he had the, the rushing attempt from the one-yard line. We thought there'd be a package for him tomorrow. He only uh, attempted four passes. All right, that's all. Three or four for eight yards. Uh, so that is what it is here. So like I said, I'm not going to get overly excited for Cam being back there. But that being said, yeah, he's going to be the starting quarterback there. Uh, I think that's all. I mean, I don't know if he'll have a full be the uh, full start this week. I don't know if he'll be that. You know, is he ready to handle that? Just ten days after uh, they would have signed with the team. You know, I think that might be a lot to ask of uh, of early any quarterback. Uh, I think we need to remember Cam. You know, yes, he's the former Carolina superstar, but that's a different offense. It's a different different offense, different offensive coordinator. It's a lot to learn here. And let's face it, he said his struggles throwing the football over the last couple of years. It's ironic though, this week. He is facing his former coach. 
his former coach in uh, Ron Rivera there. So uh, Rivera likely to be without Chase Young, as you heard Kofsky say, torn ACL, likely done for the season here. Uh, and Washington comes off that big-time upset. Big time upset over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I'm still looking forward to Sunday's game. It should be interesting. I do expect Cam to probably handle more snaps than Walker, but I don't know if he'll be the, uh, you know, a star like any other starting quarterback. I can see this being sort of a uh, uh, Simeon Hill situation, uh, well, in, like in New Orleans, where it's mainly Cam, but uh, Walker comes in at times as well. Well, I think the biggest thing that Cam Newton brings this offense right now is versatility. I mean, with P.J. Walker, he struggled in terms of, you know, the reads, the progressions, the explosive plays. Now with Cam Newton in the offense, you have to account for every player. And and granted that the arm strength might not be there, and maybe just the offensive fit in terms of Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels last year, maybe it just wasn't the right fit. Maybe with Matt Rule and, and Joe Brady at the helm, maybe they could develop some packages that really go to Cam Newton's strengths, and maybe they can open it up as the season progresses. But I will say it is an upgrade, and as long as the younger players have bought into Cam Newton as being a leader for this offense, that is a step above what P.J. Walker and Sam Darnold have brought that offense up until this point. They're 5-5 five and five overall. You knock off the best team in the NFC, granted without Kyler Murray, but still you beat them by 24 points. That was a team in, in Arizona that went out on the road last week and dominated San Francisco. So, I mean, to get that type of effort, not just offensively, but defensively as well, where they were opportunistic and buying into Cam Newton, I mean, that's half the battle right there, isn't it, George? Oh, absolutely. I, listen, I, uh, I'll almost guarantee you his teammates have more faith in him than Walker. And Walker's, listen, uh, that's, a, uh, that's a project. You know, really going to be an NFL quarterback there. Uh, so that, that was going to be very difficult. Cam at least gives you that, oh, we got Cam. You know, we got Cam, Superman. You know, we know what he can do there. I, said, I don't think he's a very good passing the ball at all. I don't think that's what he's uh, – yeah, he's never really been very good at that. Uh, so I don't expect really much from there. But he'll give that team some uh, some mojo is really what I can say. He will get the ball to see uh, a Christian McCaffrey. We know that's going to happen. I think he kills the wide receivers. You know, teams aren't going to really worry about D.J. Moore, and well, they weren't worried about Robbie Anderson anyway. But it was always, what did what was Cam good at? He was good with, you know, the dump-offs to Christian McCaffrey and making Greg Olson a superstar. You know, he doesn't have that tight end now. So I think it's going to be very difficult here. The Panthers, by record, have the hardest schedule left in the NFC. So I think that's going to be rough as well. Although they do get a couple of, you know, I mean, his first couple of games, Washington, they have their issues. Miami has all sorts of issues. Then their bye week. And that's when it really turns. You, know, you get Atlanta, who who knows what they'll be at that point. But then the last four games, Buffalo, Tampa, New Orleans, Tampa. Yeesh. Good luck with that last four. But I think, Cam, uh, like I said, I think he'll give them a shot of adrenaline, a shot in the army, which I think this team so needed if the Sam Donald just fell on his face. Yeah, we'll see how that progresses. A couple of favorites that got blown out a couple of weeks ago. Buffalo and Dallas rebounded in a big way. Dominant efforts over the New York Jets and the Atlanta Falcons. We'll talk about that next. Keep it where it is. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Listening to Pro Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and George Kurtz. Back on Pro Football Full Circle, Joe Lisi, George Kurtz recapping NFL week number 10. We left off talking about Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers. They do face the Washington football team this coming Sunday. Three point favorites, George. At home against the Washington football team, they stepped up dominant effort for Taylor Heineke and the crew. That defense actually stepped up and, and forced turnovers over Tom Brady. So we'll see how that game plays out. It's a 1 o'clock kick. Total is set at 43 at minus 110 either way. Early on, I mean, 43 seems like a doable number. Carolina has been scoring points, 34 points against Arizona. Last time they played at home, they put up some points against the Minnesota Vikings. So we'll see how that plays out uh, a little bit later in the week. But we'll talk about your Dallas Cowboys right now. Nine-point favorites at the start of last week. They bet it down to seven and a half before game time. Everybody, everybody, every sharp in Vegas, everybody in New Jersey loved the Atlanta Falcons because they were 4-4 four and four and upset the New Orleans Saints on the road about a week and a half ago, 27-25. to 25. This game started fast for Dak Prescott, 296 through the air, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Dallas never looked back, a blowout win by 40 points, 43-3. It looks like the, the Cowboys right now back on track and trending to win the NFC East. I mean, it's really, uh, what a tale of two weeks, right? Uh, Dallas looked awful last week uh, versus Denver, and then they blew Atlanta's doors out yesterday. Uh, I think what happened, I mean, the Dallas defense is built for the Cowboys to be ahead, right? Because if they're ahead of the game, it's easy, easier to play defense. You know where the other team has to pass to keep up with you, and you don't have to worry about the run as well as much. Uh, so when the offense gets off to a hot start, which they did yesterday, scoring you know almost immediately and often, early and often, the defense can just say, hey, we're going to pin our ears back, we're going to the quarterback, and we just play past defense. We're not even worried about the run. It also helps that Atlanta didn't have all that great of a run uh, run offense anyway. Cordero Patterson got hurt. Everything sort of played in the Dallas' favor yesterday. And uh, the, you know, the Rams just got obliterated here. Uh, I thought it was a curious move to go for it on fourth and seven and you know not kick the field goal for the Rams when you were down 7-3. I, I, I get it. 
You can't kick field goals in a touchdown game. But fourth and seven, your odds really aren't good there. I mean, uh, four, anything less than fourth and five, I'm okay with. Fourth and seven, I thought was pushing it a little bit. And then uh, once that didn't work and Dallas scored again, and then it became Matt Ryan's throwing interceptions. And like I said, they was just it was a frenzy after that. They, uh, they didn't really have much of a shot. Uh, like I said, I don't think Dallas is as good as they were played yesterday. I don't think Atlanta is as bad as they were yesterday. I think the truth is probably somewhere in the middle here. But I just don't think, uh, you know, I don't think Atlanta had much of a shot in this game. I think you called it on Friday. You had Dallas. You, were, you pretty much had this score. You were saying Dallas going to run away with this game and destroy him. And uh, they did. Lived up to it. Now for the Cowboys, next two games, they play Kansas City on Sunday and then uh, the Raiders on Thanksgiving. You know, so we'll see where the Cowboys are at here. Uh, but, yeah, uh, as a Cowboy fan, certainly love love the way they played yesterday. I had a very nice rebound off that horrific performance versus the Broncos just one week ago. Yeah, well, the FanDuel believes, actually, that this team could be trending. And I bring that up because their preseason win total was 10.5 at the start of the year. We said if Dak Prescott was healthy, they should be there along with we thought, which at least I thought Washington would be a little bit better than what they are. Now they've adjusted, and right now, 12.5 win total on FanDuel, plus 110 to the over, George. And where they are right now, and looking at that performance in week number 10, do you believe this team could be a 13-win football team this season? I mean, it won't be. It's not impossible. It's certainly not impossible. But, you know, you just go through it. You know, all right, so the Cowboys, we know they're going to win the division. They're going to win that running away. They're 7-2. and two. Let's say Chiefs and Raiders, they split 8-3. and three. I think that's fair. Beating the Chiefs in Kansas City, especially if the Chiefs' offense has been fixed, you know, is going to be incredibly difficult. You know, I might give Kansas City the, uh, the win there. Then they play New Orleans. I think they beat New Orleans 9-3. And then you got the, uh, they play the East. You know, two games against Washington, one against Philadelphia, one against New York. 3-1? Uh, you know, is that out of the realm there? Then they play an Arizona team, you know, in Week 17. Uh, second last week of the season here. Uh, that game is in Dallas. So I, I imagine that's going to be an important game of some sort. I don't think that'll be a game where Arizona has the Division One. I, I doubt it. The Rams should be right there with them. And I think both both these teams could be playing for home field advantage at that point. Uh, I think listen, I think that game will determine whether or not Dallas gets to 12 or 13. That's what I expect there. Uh, so if I think if I had to bet, Joe, I'd probably go the under. Because I think we're giving Dallas. You know, I'm giving them the win against the Warlands. I'm saying they'll beat all, all those NFC East teams three out of four. That might not be easy. You know, Washington, New York, and Philadelphia are all on the road. You know, they only played the one, uh, the one Washington game at home. So it's tough to say you're going to win all of those games. You know, and the, the New Orleans game's on the road as well here. So the schedule, not tough, but it's not a, uh, not a walk in the park either. I'll take the under on 13. Yeah, they're two-and-a-half-point dogs on the road this Sunday to face Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs that blew out the Las Vegas Raiders in the second and half, built a 10-point. What's the over-under? Uh, total is 55 and a half. Yeah, minus 110 either way. I mean, they've been set at 55 and a half, you know, for a couple weeks now. Yesterday, uh, there that game yesterday was at right in the area of about 53 and a half, 54. Uh, they scored 43. If I would have told you at the start of the week, Dallas is going to score 43, but the under's going to uh, come in. Ugh. Would you have believed that? No, well, of course not. I had the over in that game. I... I said it on Friday when we did the show, right? I thought Dallas would score. I think I said 34, 37, 38 points. That's where I had them. I thought they'd score uh, a lot. And I thought Atlanta not, would not score with them, but 24? I thought the game was going to go over 60. You know, and Atlanta just not to only score a field goal is shocking to me, especially when Matt Ryan wasn't hurt. Once again, if you would have told me that Matt Ryan got hurt in the first drive, okay, I get it. 
Yeah, he went to the backup quarterback. The fact that he played uh, until they removed him for poor performance. Uh, yeah, I would not have seen that coming at all. Can't believe that game didn't get over. Yeah, well, now in week number 11, Buffalo is a seven and a half point favorite over Indianapolis. Indianapolis got the win, but no cover against against Urban Meyer and the Jaguars. On the flip side, Buffalo laid 13 and a half at the start of the week, got as low as 11 when Mike White was named the starter, and then back up to 13 and a half. Mike, Mike White came out uh, this week and said he thought he should have been a top first round draft pick, and then he faced the Buffalo Bills and four interceptions later. The glass slipper fell off Mike White, right? He came back down to earth. That was a dominating defensive performance by the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen stepped up over 300 yards, two touchdowns. Once they scored in the first quarter, the touchdown pass from Allen to Matt Breida was lights out. They were uh, ahead 10 to nothing, never looked back. A dominant defensive effort, though. Now you see Buffalo, you say, okay, that was the effort I was looking for on the road. It looks like they're back dialed in under Sean McDermott. They didn't have the defensive breakdowns that we saw. Josh Allen was going through his reads and progressions. And if they play like that, still the best team in the AFC at this point. Agree with you. Agree with you on everything. Uh, that'd be my question. Are they back now? You know, they took a couple of weeks where yeah, they didn't look too all that great offensively against Miami. Yeah, they beat them and they're terribly, uh, terrible on offense against Jacksonville. Are they back now? If they are, then I wholeheartedly agree with you. I think they are the best team uh, in the AFC. We've seen that defense has played great throughout, right? They're not having any problems whatsoever. Jets scored a couple of late garbage time touchdowns yesterday, or else that game is a complete destruction here. So it just comes down to are is the offense fixed? If it is, look out. You know, and uh, you can almost say the same thing about Kansas City, right? Uh, is their offense fixed now? They destroyed the Raiders last night. Uh, so they'll be extremely dangerous again. Indianapolis, sure, they beat Jacksonville yesterday. But if you watch that game, they were very unimpressive. I mean, yeah, we say you're not going to play your best each and every week. You're not. But, uh, you know, it's a division opponent. should have been up somewhat there. But it, they, they just didn't look good at all. Other than Jonathan Taylor, he looked fantastic. But, uh, you know, Carson Wentz is blah. Everything, everything was just blah in this game. Seven and a half. Boy, that, that's, uh, you know, that half does scare me a little bit. Uh, Indianapolis, I think, is in a whole lot of trouble here because their schedule gets brutal. I mean, brutal from here on out. So uh, I think the early going, I'm going to think the Bills are back, and I'm going to think Buffalo. Yeah, it is a rematch of that wild card game where Buffalo did get the victory over Phillip Rivers and the Indianapolis Colts. When we come back, we'll talk about Cleveland. We'll talk about New England coming up next. College football full circle. I love Sam Howell, but he's no. not elite. Kenny Pickett's a great story. He's not elite. Now, I know the draft gurus, he's flying up the charts. Kenny Pickett, he's not a first-round draft pick. He's just He's not. going to be, just so you know. I, he's gonna, and he's that just shows you, round. if we thought last year's draft class was eh, this year is eh as well. It's college football full circle, weekdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. On the home of the winning edge, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. 
Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You may or may not be a good Sports Grid listener. Test yourself. If you've ever gotten rabies from trying to get a fresh rabbit's foot, you may not be a good Sports Grid listener. Sports gaming strategies and info. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. You're listening to Pro Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and George Kurtz. Back on Pro Football Full Circle right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Sirius Channel 159 recapping week number 10 in NFL action. Also giving a quick look to NFL week number 11. Talk about that battle in Foxborough yesterday, George. New England, two and a half point favorites at the start of the week against the Cleveland Browns. They opened up a, a early first quarter lead, never looked back, dominating the Cleveland Browns, I mean, a 45 spot in that ball game. Again, Mac Jones, he's hitting Jacoby Myers. He's hitting Bourne. That defense was opportunistic. Shut down the running game for the most part uh, against the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield, Case Keenum, one-dimensional. Couldn't stretch that defense over the top. Six and four right now for Bill Belichick and the crew. And don't look now. They could be a threat to potentially win the AFC at the end of the year. Uh, uh, amazing. Just everybody in the, uh, I mean, to allow Bill Belichick to get Mac Jones. I, I, not that he's, he's not a lights out quarterback. You know, he's not Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, but my God, he's a good quarterback for that system. For these, uh, everybody to pass up on him and allow him to fall to Belichick. What a mistake. Uh, just what a mistake there. Now, I don't know if they're going to be able to win the AFC. I, I don't know if they can win with the vision here. That being said, they're playing really good football. Uh, the offense is playing just well enough, really. Now the run game's taken off here. The defense has played well all season. They do play Buffalo twice yet. They have two games against Buffalo yet. You know, and if they don't play them the first time, until December 6th on a Monday night. Uh, that should be somewhat intriguing there. And then they play in Week 16 as well here. So we'll see. We'll see. You got to be very impressed with what Buffalo, uh, what New England's doing here. I mean, they blew the doors off Cleveland. And Cleveland scored first in that game. Right? They scored the first touchdown, and then it just that was it. It lights out. You're done. You know, absolutely done here. I mean, uh, boy, did Cincinnati have a great day yesterday, huh? They didn't even play. All right, Baltimore lost on Thursday to Miami. Cleveland got obliterated by New England. Then Pittsburgh somehow managed to tie Detroit. Uh, by the way, if, if you watch that game, my sympathies for you. That that really took years off my life. Uh, so, uh, I guess Cleveland, 5-5. Five and five. I know we're disappointed about Miami, but I, I, in my mind, I think Cleveland's the more disappointing team this year. I thought they could be a Super Bowl contender here. And this team looks like they just... They just don't have it. I know it's been injuries. Odell's gone. Baker Mayfield can't stay healthy. But he wasn't all that great to begin with here. So I think Cleveland, uh, I'm going to be very intrigued, Joe, to see what they do at Mayfield. He's due for a contract. 
And I'm going to be very uh, intrigued to see what they're going to do. Are they going to give him that big contract? Or not monster contract, not a DAC contract, but something that's $30 million a year? Or are they moving on? Well, here's the biggest question that I have when you look at this breakdown from New England and Cleveland yesterday. New England, 184 rushing yards on the ground. I mean, on that front seven, and I thought that was a pretty good front seven that New England would struggle running the football, not the case. And you look at the average yards per play by Cleveland yesterday, 3.7. Are you kidding me? You're not going to win any game. You're not going to beat Detroit only averaging less than four yards per play. So, I mean, that's the bigger question. I understand that there were some injuries to the wide receivers. I understand that. Baker Mayfield, not 100%. But at the end of the day, you only average 3.7 yards per play, and that's in the pass game as well. Are you kidding me? I mean, you're completely one-dimensional. You're in long third-down situations. That means pressure off the edge, pressure on your offensive line. I mean, it's unbelievable when you see this team right now they're 5-5 five and five overall. Baker Mayfield, I don't know what he's doing in terms of his play right now because he is not dialed in, whether it's the shoulder injury or the fact that he's just not confident at this particular time. And granted, Chubb is not there and Kareem Hunt, I understand that. But you're now in this system a long period of time. You're supposed to make those players around you better. Look at Mac Jones. Look at what Brady has done. He hasn't done it in Cleveland now. Hard to argue your point. I mean, hard to argue your point there. I mean, I think I think you're correct. He has not made the players better around him or even just brought up their play a little bit. Uh, you know, I know Chubb wasn't there. You said Chubb wasn't there. Hunt's not there. But Darius Johnson at 100 yards rushing, 99. That's at 5.2 yards a carry. Uh, that's, that's fantastic. That's putting it in good spots. Here. You couldn't take advantage of it. Uh, Darius Johnson also led you in receiving. That's not good. right? Uh, he's not Alvin Kamara. That shouldn't be happening there. Uh, so, he, I mean, listen. Landry, you said you also said this. He is banged up. You lost Beckham. You got a banged up Landry. You really don't have a great wide receiving core. Yeah, and that's going to be an issue. Here. That's I imagine that's number one priority in the offseason. Well, other than finding out what you can do at quarterback, you got to find out what you can do at wide receiver, right? I mean, uh, it's just not there right now. Odell Beckham wasn't Odell Beckham anymore. You know, Landry's been banged up. You know, your third receivers are decent. Uh, people, Jones, maybe can be something with Rashad Higgins, but they had no game yesterday. Between the two of them, they had one catch. We thought you had good uh, tight ends. Hooper, four catches, 24, uh, 25 yards. Najoku, one for 11. You know, uh, so I'm not willing to blame it all on Mayfield, but, you know, he's a big part of the blame here. I don't think there's any well, doubt he's they, a big part of it. Yeah, they need to bounce back in a big way. Would you lay 10 points to the Detroit Lions this week? Because that's what Cleveland is right now on FanDuel. They're 10-point favorites. You have Detroit playing much better uh, after last week. I mean, 16-16, granted it was against Mason Rudolph, but they were in that ball game. They It's back-to-back road games. 45 is the total, minus 110 either way. Do you feel confident enough that Stefanski could rally the troops and dominate Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions no matter who the quarterback is, no matter who the running back is, by 10 points in the dog pound this Sunday? Boy, uh... We don't know who the quarterback's going to be for Detroit either, right? Because uh, Goff, was, he looked, uh, Goff looked horrific yesterday. He's, got, he's banged up with the oblique injury. He was terrible. I mean, really just terrible. So we don't know who the quarterback's going to be there either. Do I use the word confident? No. No. There's no way I'm going to feel confident about it. The problem is, I think the Cleveland defense will, you know, they'll pretty much shut down Detroit. 
You know, what's Twitch record score again? What they scored 16 yesterday. I, I think it's the most they get in this game as well here. And this is a must win for Cleveland, by the way. And I mean a must win. They're five and five. They want to go to the playoffs. This they have to win. This goes six and five. After this game, Joe, they go back-to-back games against Baltimore with a buy in between, but back-to-back against Baltimore, then Vegas, Green Bay, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. Uh, they're probably done. I don't I don't see them getting not with that schedule. I don't see them getting into the playoffs, not the way they're playing. You know, what, what's your best case scenario? You go four and three, and I think that's best case. And that might not get you in at nine and eight. Uh, so we'll see here. Confident? No. But I, I'm not going to feel confident taking Detroit either. So either I'm going to take Cleveland or I'm not touching this game. Uh, the under might be the way to attack this game, depending on who's healthy and who's not here. I don't think either team's going to have a playmaker. Yeah, we'll see how that game plays out. It is a one o'clock kick in Cleveland. On the flip side, you'll have New England on the road to face Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons. Fishiest spread already. I, I haven't even broken this game down, but I'm telling you this right now. I'm I'm 90% all in with the Atlanta Falcons here, catching six points to the New England Patriots at home on FanDuel, minus 110 either way. Total is set at 46 and a hook, minus 115 to the over. Matt Ryan, New England, few years ago, he had the lead. They were celebrating at the half. Tom Brady hoisted the, the Super Bowl about, what, 60 minutes after that? So, I mean, they look terrible against Dallas. You're telling me New England's only six-point favorites on the road coming off dominating uh, performances against the Chargers? Granted, they won by three, but they were still dogs in that, and then you beat Cleveland by 38? You're only laying six on the road in Atlanta to old man Ryan? Oh, God. Uh, I think Atlanta has played above their head, right? I don't, I don't think anybody truly believed they were, uh, you know, what their record said they were. Uh, I don't think they were a 4 and 14 coming in. I think they were uh, playing, like I said, playing above their head. They have a point differential of minus 85. I mean, that, that's amazing when you think about it. And yet you're I only know. 4 and 5. I guess either you win close games or you get blown out. That's certainly what that means to me. Uh, I don't think they're all that uh, good a team. Atlanta, New England's playing well. It, it is in Atlanta. It is, uh, you know, it's on their faster track. But do they have anybody to take advantage of that? Like this, Quintero Pass is going to play. We think it might be a high ankle sprain. We haven't heard the diagnosis yet. Uh, that probably is the key to me. I think it's, when he went out yesterday, that game was over. I, it's, and I can't believe I'm saying that. Cordero Pass gets hurt and the game's over. <laughs> I uh, know. I never would have said that. If you would have told me that, no, you know, you're going to believe that if Cordero Patterson gets hurt and the Falcons won't have a chance, you would have told me this in September, I would have laughed at you, absolutely laughed at you. And now he's the key to this team. They don't have anybody else. Russell Gage was invisible yesterday. Kyle Pitts had a very good first quarter and a half, and they didn't use him anymore. Or Dallas figured that out and took him away. Uh, you know, Ridley, he's gone. Julio Jones is gone. I said, I think the Falcons have been doing it with mirrors most of the season. And if Cordero Patterson is out, or if I think he's hindered, and I think, he, I don't think he'll play, uh, I'm going to be going with New England here. I just don't, so I don't trust the Atlanta at all. I'm, I don't I, blame I, you. I trust him. I don't blame you. I trust you. them. Everybody was on the Falcons this weekend. Everybody. every. I, I have my ways of knowing, but, but everybody was on the Falcons this weekend. They got burned. They got blown out. And on the flip side, you have a New England team that absolutely abused Baker Mayfield. So you have a disparity. You have two ends of the spectrum. You have one team that get, loses by 40, the other team that wins by 40, and now they're going to meet in the middle. And the team that won by 38 is only laying less than a touchdown on the road. I, it just seems too fishy to me here that I think New England should be laying at least eight 
and, and call me crazy, but I mean, come on, you're six points on the road against old man Ryan. The way and they're completely one-dimensional, George. You mentioned it. They have no run game. So, so how is Atlanta gonna move the football? I don't know. I think they throw it sixty times in this ball game and say, "Game on, Mac Jones." Let's see if let's see if you go toe to toe with us. Uh, it's funny. The two fishy lines from this weekend, you know, both smell badly, right? Uh, New Orleans didn't, uh, they covered, and we didn't, uh, I, I didn't think they'd be able to. And then the Philadelphia Denver line, Philadelphia blows the crap out of Denver. So this is a fishy one as well. Yeah, when we come back, we'll be talking Miami, New York Jets, Washington, Carolina, Joe Lisi and George Kurtz right here on the grid. Sports professor Rick Harrow inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports with your Sports News Minute. Well, this Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Orlando, the National Speech and Debate Championship, inspired by the Marcus Foundation and implemented by the Florida Department of Education and the Commissioner of Education, Richard Corcoran, the team put together an incredible event and sports emerging for the first time as part of this. I'm lucky enough to be uh, involved in putting a committee together of teams and leagues that talk about how sports is very important in debate. After all, we hug it out after a game, even if we violently disagree among teams, and debate itself increases SATs about 70 points and grade point averages about half a point. Debate makes sports cooler and more diverse, and it works the other way around as well. 160,000 debaters around the country in high school, more in sports, good things ahead. Just like the spelling bee, it is clearly sports. Sports professor Rick Haro, Sports News Minute. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You may or may not be a good Sports Grid listener. Test yourself. If you've ever been hospitalized after driving off the road while wishing on a shooting star, you may not be a good Sports Grid listener. Sports gaming strategies and info. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. You're listening to Pro Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and George Kurtz. Recapping the weekend's games for week number 10, but we're also doing a quick look at the upcoming battles in week number 11 
We talked about Atlanta and New England, the Thursday night game. Right now, New England is a six-point favorite. Miami and the Jets square off in an AFC East battle. Miami with a couple of extra days of preparation after their 22-10 victory over Lamar Jackson last Thursday night. They stepped up as a seven-and-a-half-point dog. Now go on the road to face Mike White and the New York Jets. This game scares me as a Dolphin fan. They give you a little bit of optimism. They're 3-7. and seven. They look like they should dominate this ballgame. They're three-point favorites on the road on FanDuel right now. Minus 118. If you want to take a shot on the New York Jets, minus 104. Total set at 45.5. But I can tell you this. I'm, I'm starting to freeze here in the state of New Jersey. It's going to be cold, damp. Do the Dolphins like that? That type of element in East Rutherford, and this could be a game where if Mike White does bounce back, it probably will be against the Miami Dolphins. Don't have a feel either way, but I would say early on I would lean to the under because this is a game I think Flores wants to run the football, wants to keep the Jets on the sidelines, and wants to force White to methodically work down the field. So like the under 45.5 early look in this ballgame, Georgie. Well, I doubt White is your starting quarterback here. I think they'll go back to Zach Wilson for this game. Uh, the, the only way White was going to keep the job was if he played well yesterday. Uh, he did not. So uh, Wilson looks like he is ready to return here. I expect them to put him back in there, and that's the right move to make for the Jets. Uh, listen, we can make arguments and talk about it all day. Is White better than Wilson at this point in their careers? Sure. You know, I actually might agree that uh, he is. But that being said, uh, you got to find, you got to get Wilson. You got to get him. Uh, uh, you know, you got to get him the experience to see what's going on here. The Jets, uh, boy, that defense is bad. Yeah, I mean, didn't play well that well yesterday. I know that uh, the offense put you in bad uh, in bad spots with the interceptions there, but they, this defense has laid down a couple of times, which is somewhat surprising because the head coach is a defensive coach. But that this, this defense had problems. The offense isn't much better. Yeah, they scored 17 yesterday. But that was two late touchdowns once the game was over. So that's a problem as well. So uh, I, I'm feeling Miami in this game. Uh, that's where I, I expect it to happen. Uh, Miami, you know, they were impressive versus uh, the Ravens and the fact that they found a weakness in the Ravens or they followed Cincinnati's game plan. You know, the corner blitzes here. Good for them. You know, if it's working, go for it. So I like what I saw out of the Dolphins here. I don't see how I can be on the Jets. I just don't, Joe. I, I mean, uh, no, give me the Dolphins. Yeah, what scares me is that this line should be higher. I mean, Dolphins with an extra couple of days of preparation – they're solidified at least at the quarterback position. It looks like two is the guy at least the rest of the year. They dominated a, a stellar offense in terms of Baltimore and Lamar Jackson. They handcuffed him. I mean, shut down the run game. And, and now you're you're only laying three points on the road to New York. And you mentioned if Zach Wilson does get the start. I mean, this is a game the Dolphins in years past, they lose this type of game. You're going to tell me that they're going to follow it up back-to-back Gutty efforts. I mean, I need to see it before I believe it. I mean, it would be a no play for me if I had to play it. I'd probably bet against the Dolphins there. I I would. I have no confidence in this team. They're one week up, the next week down, one week up, the next week down. I just think that that's what they are, they are right now. And, and until they show me a little consistency, a little bit of, of a consistency in the run game, I can't buy into this team on the road, especially with the elements of the cold weather in East Rutherford. And, and if there's one game the Jets will get up for, it is against the Miami Dolphins. So we'll see how that game plays out. We'll break it down as the week progresses. How about this matchup? Baltimore... Coming off the loss 
on the road against Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears, six and a half point favorites, minus 110 either way. Total is set at 45, juice to the over at minus 114. This is one of my best bets of the week already. I love Baltimore on the road here. I know Chicago played well. I uh, When they played uh, Pittsburgh and covered that line, they opened it up. They looked like they, they could move the football. They got the football to Allen Robinson finally. But at the end of the day, this is a game Baltimore will just dominate from start to finish. Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, Lamar's much more polished. This offense knows and has an identity. And I think that defense bounces back in a big way. I think they win this ballgame by double digits in Soldier Field. I don't know if I'm quite – I mean, listen, I think Baltimore wins the game. Uh, I do. But I, I don't know if I'm quite as bullish on you for a couple of reasons. Uh, Baltimore now, the blueprint's out there how to beat them. Now, uh, so they have adjustments to be made, right? The uh, the corner blitzes, secondary blitzes, they're having problems with. That's how Cincinnati beat them. It's how Miami beat them. Now, listen, Baltimore knows this too. They're going to work on this. And they had a couple of extra days to work on it, which I think will uh, come in handy here. Uh, Fields bad in the first half of that game, good in the second half. They should have beaten Pittsburgh. Let's face it, the the referees won that game. Uh, that was some of the worst officiating I've seen. So uh, we'll see what's going to happen there. Right, so I'm I'm kind of curious here uh, as far as can, is Fields going to continue to make that next step? You know, to continue to play that well, to throw the ball that well, you know, because he threw the ball well in the second half. He looked good, you know, where good. maybe he's finally turned that corner. Now, once again, it could just be a one game thing. It was, you know, hey, if things worked out well, it won't work out against Baltimore. I can see it could be a little closer than you're in, uh, intimidating uh, intimidating here. That being said, I don't love the Bears. It is at home, which is why I think, once again, another reason why I think it'll be closer. Uh, it's on a, a slower track in Chicago. That field's always got issues there. I think Baltimore wins the game, but Chicago has a chance to cover. This is likely a game I will not bet. You know, I think right. it's going to be like a, a, a slog. Yeah, I like this game a lot because twofold. I think that, obviously, Lamar is going to be able to move the football. And you talk about the defensive game plan on how to beat Lamar. Are, are we in agreement, at least I believe, that Chicago can't implement that defensive game plan? I'm not a buyer in their defense. I think they're starting to age. I'm not a buyer in Khalil Mack. I'm not a buyer in Eddie Jackson. I don't think this is the same defense that we've seen. I watched Ben Roethlisberger move the football on that defense. Old man Rottenberger was able to put up basically 29 points on that defense. What is Lamar going to do? And I, I think playing on the road, I think they're focused, they're dialed in. And let's be honest, Harbaugh and Nagy, not even close. I mean, if Tomlin outcoached uh, Nagy in, in terms of that spot, right, on Monday night, in, in terms of that element, I, I think def- would an old man at the quarterback position with Lamar and Harbaugh in this spot, I think it's a double-digit win because I'm not buying in to Chicago from a defensive perspective. I love Justin Fields, and I love the fact that they opened it up in the second half, but I don't know if they're going to go toe-to-toe with Lamar in in this type of element. I think it's fair about the defense. Uh, I have my uh, doubt. You know, Cleo Max older now. I don't think he's the same player he once was, Uh, and that defense certainly didn't look good against uh, Pittsburgh. I thought the same thing, you know, what you're saying. Like, wow, I expected more out of them versus, you know, uh, old man Rottenberg, as you like to say. And, you know, that Pittsburgh offense there where they're not really challenging you all that much. It didn't look all that great. So I I don't blame you at all for where you're going with this. I just – I'm trying to take more of the positive point. Uh, is, can Fields play like he did for four quarters 
the last that, that last half? Can he be that guy? Has he turned that corner? I don't know if he has. And listen, even if Baltimore hasn't fixed, you know, the uh, the protection against the corner blitzes, that doesn't mean the Bears are going to be good at that, right? I mean, just because you, you can do it doesn't mean you're good at doing it. You may not have the uh, the personnel who are good at doing that. You know, maybe Miami did have that personnel, and Cincinnati does have that personnel. That could very well be true. We have both can't fix it, but that doesn't matter because Chicago can't take advantage of it. That's fair. Or maybe Chicago's bullheaded, and they're not going to do it. Oh, we're going to do it our way. We're not going to change our game plan. Yeah, that's right. sort of uh, crap, which you see all the time. So uh, I don't know offhand uh, or what's going to happen there. I just, listen, I want to have some faith in fields. You know, that <laughs> Baltimore, Baltimore's the better team. We all know this. I think they are going to win that division. Although they've laid, it, they've laid an egg now a couple of times this season with, against Cincinnati, against Miami. I think this is a bounce back spot for them. It's funny, the more and more I'm talking to you, the more and more I'm thinking, oh, maybe Joe's right. They will be double digit winners. <laughs> well, we'll see how that game uh, plays out. But how about this battle in Lincoln Financial? Jalen Hurts steps up. He puts up a 30 spot against old man Fangio. Just when you're buying into Teddy B in Denver as a potential wild card contender, Vic Fangio lays an egg. He lays up like tin cup, 13 points. It was too close for comfort, right? We had to score 30 to win that ball game. Old man Fangio can't do that. There. Now you look at Philadelphia. They're one and a half point favorites over Trevor Simeon in New Orleans. New Orleans gets the cover, but now it's back to back road games for New Orleans. Can Simeon lead the Saints to an upset over Jalen Hurts in Philly this Sunday? No. Joe, no? I'm saying it, saying it right here, Joe. November no? 15th, the Philadelphia Eagles make the playoffs this year. Oh, come Philadelphia, on. Philadelphia no Eagles way. make the playoffs. I, Let me I'm tell you what. Sold. Sold. I'm selling it. <laughs> You're buying Saints, into that? Giants, Jets, Washington, Giants, Washington, Dallas last game of the season. That's their schedule. Okay. That is their schedule. They make the playoffs. Okay, okay so then you should be all in. Hang on. Make the playoffs. I'll give you a line right now, okay? Make the playoffs on FanDuel Philly. Okay? You're buying in? Plus 240, yes. Georgie. Put it on the wood. should be higher. Uh, two and a half to one? Give it. I'm, I'm going to take it. I think, I okay. think they make it. Back the up the truck, okay? We know you have a safe in the house the out truck. there on Long Island. All right? And, and just back it up. And put it all on plus 240 for Jalen Hurts and the crew. I will say this. They're getting play out of Devontae Smith. And that catch against Patrick Sertain, his former teammate at Alabama, dynamic. And as long as they could stretch defenses vertically, Hurts is a confident quarterback. Even though, you see, that's what I like about Hurts. Even though I'm not a buyer of him in terms of long term, I think he's going to be a good quarterback, not elite. Is that he keeps slinging it. Jalen Hurts is, is very unfazed. When he makes mistakes, it's like, okay, it's all right. I'm confident enough in my ability. I'll make up for it. I'll, I'll get it done. He's very unfazed under the pressure. And, and that's one thing you can teach, that if you're looking for a positive attribute out of a, a starting quarterback, especially a young guy, Hurts has it. I mean, I, I listen. I want to see Hurts play better, and he has played better of late. Not great, but better. All right, uh, but I, I don't think this is a great team. I think it's a good, solid team, but not nothing great. I think their depth is going to be tested because they don't have a lot of that. Uh, that being, it's just I'm just going by the schedule. That's what I'm going going by. You know, they're, they're playing nobody. I mean, they're better than all these teams I just named you, with the exception of the Cowboys. 
Probably not. They're better. Like, uh, they probably can't beat them all because they're not, you know, they'll make their own set of mistakes here. But they're playing New Orleans without Trevor Semyon. Right, maybe they split first the Giants. Right, I can see that. They'll beat the Jets. Are you kidding? They get split first Washington. That's already four wins. And that said, that last game versus Dallas may not mean anything to the Cowboys. You okay. know, that's a lot to ask for. But I think they can get to nine wins, and that might get you in. When you look at the standings in the NFC, all right, you know, Dallas, Green Bay, Tampa, Arizona, Rams, right? We're going to give them all playoff spots. Who are the other two teams? Minnesota. The... I'm back on the Minnesota freight train. All right, all right. Yes, I Rams am... win. I, I, th- I think Minnesota's a better team than Philadelphia. I do. You know, I think they're better. You know, uh, so I'll give you that. All right, who's your last team? Mm. It's not easy. That's why I think Phil Davis got a shot because it, me, we don't like right, Chicago. So let me ask you this. Let me ask, could it be the New York Giants? Could they challenge the Eagles for that final spot? I have to check their schedule, but I think you're on the right track there because they probably have a, sim- they probably have a, a similarly weak schedule. We'll see. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. Joe Lisi and George Kurtz right here on The Grid talking NFL Week 11. Don't think of us as just another sports talk network. Think of us as your smart, talkative friend that somehow always seems to have the inside line on winning. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.